Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Wonderful to have you guys with us. This might be the best idea Madcraft has ever had. He's on the YouTube chat, and he says, since he's just learned that Chris Phillips is coming into the studio live, Brandon says, man, I really wish I was there to meet the guy. Madcraft says, Brandon, let's go make signs and stand outside of the window like college game day. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That'd be like TRL right here at the Odyssey Studios, (laughs) man. I love that idea, Madcraft. Best college game day signs (laughs) I've ever seen, okay? I've ever seen, all right? It was Ohio State against USC, Trojans against the Buckeyes. One sign said, Trojans have a leaky defense. (laughs) Trojans against Ohio State, the Buckeyes. USC is the Trojans, as you know. The sign said, and listen, bosses, if you're listening, a Buckeye is a nut, okay? The sign said, Trojans can't cover these nuts. <laughs> they couldn't. Ohio State threw the ball all over them. It was incredible. I love some awesome of the really petty game day signs. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I just Googled best college game day signs ever. Uh, here's one that says, Dabo Sweeney takes two bites to eat a potato chip. Um, I've got Jim Harbaugh likes the word moist. Uh, Nick Saban eats crawfish with a fork. Yeah, he does. Uh, my wife thinks I'm Christmas shopping. It's <laughs> awesome. This is great. Really good stuff. But uh, it's better than what happened with the college football playoff, guys. It really is. Look, man, conventional wisdom is often wrong. Yesterday, it, it, you had the feel for what they ended up doing. Like, that was the vibe. It felt like Texas had a lot of momentum. Felt like Florida State was losing momentum, right? But an unbeaten Power Five had never been left out. A once-beaten often has. I continue to feel like it was coming down to Alabama and Texas because Florida State just had to be in. Now, you could make a case against any of the teams that were on the bubble. Right? You had three teams for two spots. The case against Alabama was they lost to Texas head-to-head, and the games have to count. All right? The counterpoint to that is they lost to Texas in September when, you know, obviously you know teams change over the course of the season. Alabama's win over number one, Georgia, I mean, that was the team that the committee thought was the best team in the country, right? Georgia, they're number one overall. Um, like, like what's, what's the beef? 
right? Well, you know, you lost to Texas head to head. The case against Florida State was obviously Florida State wouldn't be favored against any team in the mix without Jordan Travis. Uh, the, the knock against Texas was that they beat junior varsity Alabama in September. A much different team just beat Georgia. There were strikes against every single team, right? And then you, can t- you started to hear this cry, give us the four best teams. But the, same, the problem is the same folks who are crying for the four best teams, those folks want to leave Florida State out. They don't have Georgia in, Diesel. You know, like if you – so in other words, you can't say Florida State is left out for the four best teams if Georgia isn't in there. Because guess how many teams Georgia would be an underdog against in a game played tomorrow? Zero or one. I'm told Michigan would be either a pick'em or Michigan minus one against Georgia. Georgia would be favored against everybody else. So if you want to do the subjective best team BS, okay, then Georgia needs to be in this thing. It's just It's whatever you want it to be. You guys can mold this to whatever you want, and no matter what anybody says, you have an excuse, right? Florida State didn't make it because we wanted the four best teams. Well, then where's Georgia? Georgia lost. Oh, but you said you wanted the four best teams. They're one of them, according to Las Vegas. But they lost. So in in the end, it has to be merit-based, guys. This was entirely uh, a paper decision. This was an on-paper decision, not an on-the-field decision. This was, what do the numbers tell us? And we're just going to do whatever the numbers tell us. We're not going to care about what actually happened on the field. It sucks. I've got a piece of audio here that I absolutely love, man. And it's a little bit lengthy, and I just want you to hear this because you're going to hear a man die on live television. Okay? Die. It's uh, Dan Mullen, former Florida coach. There's a lot of Gator fans that don't want to hear what he has to say about anything. But, you know, Trevor Maddich was going through the same tired line diesel of four best teams. And I just want you to listen. Like, you tell me, this is going to be like the Forrest Gump scene. Shrimp fricassee, barbecue shrimp, fried shrimp. How many different ways does Dan Mullen cook Trevor Maddich on ESPN on live television? Here's that exchange. With their third string guy, because they had to go to Wildcat. With their third string, because they had to go to Wildcat. With their third string guy. So the committee is looking at, especially I think that Florida game, and saying that okay, this is what we have to make a, a determination on what happened in that game, and based on the totality of where Florida State is now, is Florida State one of the four best teams? And I think what they decided, if not in these words, is this concept. Florida State showed in those two games that they're basically Iowa right now. They have great defense, suspect offense. Well, the same day you're talking about this Florida-Florida State game, the Alabama team who we just shoved right in, they're the greatest thing of all times, played an Auburn team who had been absolutely boat raced by New Mexico State. I mean, embarrassed by New Mexico State. The week before. And needed an absolute miracle to beat an extremely below average Auburn team. And so, but I guess, I guess I'm sorry that that must, and that was not with their backup and third string quarterback. That was with Jalen Milrow, who is like, has to be Jalen Milrow is the guy. They could barely win that game. So I I think to me, and it gets into the biggest thing. And I love the, the criteria. The criteria is the best team. Well, how do you find the best team? Okay. The best team subjectively, well, 
it was already done. The best team yesterday going in, Georgia was the number one ranked team. Okay, so the committee thought they're the best team. They're, they're, they're the best. Like they, we don't need to see a game. They're the best. Okay, because it's subjectively. Las Vegas had them as, as a big favorite. Subjectively, they're the best. Objectively, we went and played a game. And when you played the game, oh, lo and behold, maybe they're not the best team. In the movies, the hero always wins. The best team who we subjectively think is the best team in college sports doesn't always win. Maybe who you think is the best team doesn't always win. So in the game of football, what makes it so special is you have to play the game. And when you play the game, someone wins and someone loses. And if you play it 10 times, it might be different. But in college football, you get to play it once usually. You play the game, someone wins, someone loses. And you know what Florida State did? All they did was win. Win, win, win. You're... I love that. Elliot, he absolutely destroyed him left and right. The whole objective versus subjective argument. You can't say the four best teams because you don't know who the four best teams are. All you can do is say, hey, challenge yourself in the non-conference schedule. Win all your games. That's all Florida State did. And you're going to tell us that you think they're not as good when we already have Ohio State winning the national championship with their third stringer back in 2014? Look, guys, there was no right answer here. The committee didn't get it right. I didn't get it wrong. We, we had a contest with you guys on Friday. Not a single one of you guys got it right. Okay, the cardinal sin was there either way. You know what they say about people who assume you make an ass out of you and me. The cardinal sin was going to be you assume Florida State is worse now and you neglect their record. The cardinal sin was going to be you keep Texas out and you ignore their head-to-head. You, the cardinal sin, if you kept Alabama out, is you're shunning the team who beat number one. But they were least troubled by number one on that list. They were least troubled by the cardinal sin of assuming Florida State is worse now and neglecting their record. It's the same reason, Mark, that I've argued you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't keep a group of five team out of the playoffs simply because they play in a perceived weaker conference. You just don't know what will actually happen in the games. That's why I love, love the idea of the 12-team playoff. Love the idea. In most years, a lot of these games are going to go scratch. You know, the 1-12 matchup, not, I mean, not that 1-12 not and 12 are going to play in the opening round, but I'm just trying to be uh, for simplicity's sake here. The, the 1 is going to beat the 12 most of the time. But every now and again, that 12 is going to go on a magical run and win a couple of games in the playoff. And we're going to love every minute of it when well, that happens. We're going to love is- the chaos. Are people really going to argue and say, well, now the playoff's not as fun to watch anymore because the number one team is out and the number 12 kicked their ass? Guess what, Diesel? It, the, the one doesn't play the 12, okay? Right, so, right I know that. I'm, I'm just Guess what matchup we would have had? This would have been really intriguing, especially with the injury. It would have been, Diesel, Florida State against Liberty. Like suddenly, you know, we know Florida State's got a great defense, but can they score enough? That Jamie Chadwell, unbeaten, Liberty playing Oregon now in the Fiesta Bowl. I mean, look, I do not like that the 12-team playoff makes the biggest games less meaningful. I don't like that it gives Georgia-Alabama a safety net where the loser's still alive. Michigan-Ohio State, a safety net where the loser's still alive. But you know what's worse than those games being lessened? Corruption happening right in front of your face. Where, like a team that's done everything that historically gets you in, they're suddenly going to move the goalpost on you. 
you know, one year it's the four best teams. The next year it's the four most deserving teams. And this year they pick a hodgepodge of both. It's not the four most deserving teams because Florida State's not in. It's not the four best teams because Georgia's not in. Okay? I don't want to hear this garbage about Florida State wouldn't be favored. Listen, Washington wasn't favored against Oregon. Who won? Alabama wasn't favored against Georgia. Who won? You're going to pick teams or not pick teams based on who's favored? Get the hell out of here. The committee chose the most compelling TV product over what was earned on the field. That is a travesty. And in Florida State's case, is further proof that the value system within the sport of college football is broken. It is broken. Guys, they chose TV ratings and TV matchups. They chose sexy matchups because um, college football and ESPN and the networks are spending billions of dollars for these games. And then you have Boo Corrigan, who's the uh, spokesman for the college football playoff committee, the chair. He's the athletic director of North Carolina State in the ACC. And then he gets up there and essentially has to explain, well, this is why Mark Ryan has called it the All Cupcakes Conference for every single year. Because they rendered the ACC a freaking group of five league. And it's gross. You know, Diesel, Mike Leach, rest in peace, um, had one of the best lines about this. And gosh, you know what true geniuses do? Like some of the some of the films that are genius films, like pop in Ferris Bueller's Day Off sometime sometime next year. And you'll find that it's every bit as good now that it was then. That is genius at work. Um, Mike Leach, in 2017, when his Washington State Cougars were in the college football playoff mix and discussion, spoke out against it and tell me how true this rings today. You know, we're American. We love committees. Let's get us a committee. Well, who should be on the committee? Well, I don't know. This guy's a good guy. Let's have him on the committee. Well, I mean, there's people on the committee that don't even have remote associations with football, nor have they at any level other than being a fan. But you know what? Let's have them on a committee. Why not? And then we'll decide which four teams should go. Because you know why? We don't need to solve this on the field. Because we're the ones that know. And then, um, um, so, I mean, you know, if we're going to do it that way, we should just ask them at the beginning of the season, you know, just go ahead and you guys vote on it, figure out one, two, three, and four, and why, why even have the games? I mean, how can you how can you call it a playoff when, when there's four teams? Uh, conference champions don't even necessarily make the playoffs. Because you know why? Because the committee knew better. I mean, it's right. I mean, like, how genius does that sound? Conference champions don't even necessarily make the playoff because the committee knew better. And then, you know, like, how much hypocrisy is at play here, guys? You know, like, Texas is ahead of Alabama. Why? Because they won the head-to-head. What would Alabama have to do to pass Texas? Texas would have to have more losses than Alabama, right? So Texas won a bunch of close games, three-point game against TCU. But if Texas had one more loss than Alabama, Alabama would be ahead of Texas. We can confirm this, right? Well, Florida State had fewer losses in both of those teams and was not extended the same courtesy, okay? So you, you essentially said Alabama and Texas win the tiebreaker over Florida State. 
Florida State had fewer losses. The committee essentially said nobody paints us in a corner. You know, just there is nowhere written in the rules that say an unbeaten Power Five conference champion is in no matter what. Just because it's never happened before doesn't mean that it can't happen. And I tried to argue this with you last week. You tried to say, no, 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 no. If Florida State are undefeated, they're in no matter what. There's never been a Power Five champion undefeated left out of the playoff. And I just leaned back and I said, just wait. Just wait. It's going to happen. Never underestimate what people in suits will do to try to make more money. That's what happens. And then, you know, Alabama gets in over Florida State, right? Well, Alabama, I mean, do you guys think consistency is important in being a great football team? Like, it's probably one of the most important things, right? Consistency? Alabama is bad enough to need a miracle to beat six-win Auburn at their worst and good enough to beat Georgia at their best. The inconsistency there doesn't impress me. You know, but Florida State never lost, and so they chose conjecture and inconsistency instead. Florida State never almost lost to Auburn that lost to New Mexico State at home. You know, Florida State was remarkably consistent. But, oh, oh, listen, even though Alabama can be very bad, we like them because they can also be very good, and their name is Alabama. The hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. Power Invitational, my friend. Get the hell out of here. Give us the 12-team playoff, and I'll stomach the loss that the biggest games don't mean as much, okay? Because I damn sure, if corruption is going to happen, let it happen to the 13th best team in the country. Let it happen to LSU. That's who's number 13 this year, okay? It should never happen to an unbeaten Power 5 conference champion who scheduled and beat two SEC teams in the non-conference. The hell out of here. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and uh, Diesel, and we are the Fan Up State. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate. Let's go to the phones. And Nathan in Easley is up next. Hey, Nathan, thanks for hanging on. You're Offsides. 
Hey, uh, so do you remember when you were at uh, Ingalls and East, or Powdersville a few weeks ago? Yes, sir. Of course. I was I was the big guy with the kid that waited around to uh, talk to you for a little uh, bit. I appreciate that, buddy. Um, Thank you. But so uh, so two things. One, if you're talk if you're talking about them wanting to make money as far as you know who they've got playing each other, how do you let the cheerleaders of TCU play George last year? but you're not letting FSU in this year. And then if you're looking for consistency, how about let's look for some consistency in the refs against Bama? Because if you look at the last play where Milrow had forever to throw, from the time the ball was snapped to the time he threw the ball, number 65 for Bama held the defender um, of Alabama for the entire time, over close to 10 seconds, there was a ref 10 yards away and did absolutely nothing. And then if you look at the Georgia game, Alabama was fourth and four. They were throwing the ball. They threw the ball. And then the first camera shot, the guy, you know, he was laying, it was of his back. Well, then Gary Donaldson, who has an affinity for Bama, even made the comment of how does the replay official not stop and read and look at this? Them not doing that resulted in a first down, which then resulted in a uh, touchdown. So essentially, if they would have done their job, one, Bama would have never won the Iron Bowl, and then two, Bama would have lost by four points if everything else had played out the same. And I've said, Nathan, that the Hail Mary that Alabama completed, okay, this is how little trust people have in the committee, not to be corrupt. I said, man, Essentially, Florida State's eliminated because Alabama completed that Hail Mary against Auburn. And everyone said the same thing. Now, Mark, they would have put Georgia in ahead of Florida State. You know, like, even if Georgia lost. It, so if Alabama won that game with two losses, okay, we can't keep Alabama in. We, they have two losses. They lost to Auburn and to Texas. They feel like they put Georgia in even with a loss. So it's, it's just, you know, the, people don't have any confidence that folks are going to do the right thing anymore. It's crazy. Thank you for Correct. the call. I mean, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, but I, I'm a I'm a uh, diehard Bulldog fan, and I still, if Georgia had lost and they kept Bam out and put FSU in, I still would have felt better about it than the way it ended up. Yeah, thank you for the call, Nathan. I appreciate it, buddy. So, you know, he said, look, TCU is why you had to have Florida State in, uh, right? Well, I'll tell you what. Um TCU is why many people feel like they kept they kept uh, Florida State out. Stephen A. Smith said it's why they kept Florida State out. Here's why that's bogus. All right, TCU gave up 65 points, 65 points to um, to Georgia. Florida State gave up six points to Louisville. Louisville came in averaging 33 points. Florida State's got an elite defense, <coughs> right? All right here. Let's check and see what you guys are saying on the carpro.com text line. Texter says, let's see here. Mark, maybe if you guys should quit trashing the ACC, keep calling them the all-cupcake conference, and this is how it manifests. Well, thank you, sir. I mean, I appreciate that you feel that we have such a powerful voice, all right? But is this result not proof of what we've been saying this whole time? The committee views them that way, too. I just never thought they would keep out an undefeated Power 5 conference champion. Uh, Let's see here. If you think fans are mad at the SEC this year, wait till they put in five or six teams out of the 12 next year. 
Uh, I don't think it's going to be five or six, Gus. It's not going to be five or six. As a matter of fact, what you have is the two-loss requirement that you see. There is a cutoff at the two-loss mark. Now, every once in a while, you'll get a three-loss team in, but that's probably going to be a three-loss conference champion, right? Every team that would have made the college football playoff this year had two losses or fewer. Oklahoma would have been 12, Ole Miss 11, Penn State 10, Missouri 9, Oregon 8, Ohio State 7, Georgia 6, Florida State 5, Alabama 4, Texas 3, Washington 2, and Michigan number 1. Let's see here. Texter says, so let me get this straight. The committee let cheaters in. And the committee left undefeated conference champions out. Oh, okay. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it something how, like, Michigan gets to put up the Leslie Nielsen gif of nothing to see here while, you know, the committee prioritizes cheaters over a conference champion who did nothing wrong, right? Cheaters over a conference champion who did nothing wrong. How could that happen? How could that be the case? Right. Uh, Texter says putting Florida State in would have handed Michigan a trip to the finals. Alabama will win by 20 at the Rose Bowl. That Louisville game was unwatchable. Uh, Florida State is going to be madder than a hornet that's been sat and farted on. Georgia better be ready in the bowl game. Cardale Jones won the title as the third string. 100 percent. Guys, like I, I feel like I'm with Booger McFarland. My former co-host, I believe this is the greatest travesty, the greatest sign of corruption uh, that we have seen in sports since I have been a sports fan. And I just, I don't know how anyone can justify this. If you're on the YouTube screen, you might see a a guest to our left. I have a feeling we're about to duke it out. Uh, Chris Phillips from the Spurs Up Show is in studio. And he'll join us next right here. On the most interactive sports talk show anywhere, it's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan of State. All right, everybody. Uh, if you are on the YouTube page at the Fan Upstate on YouTube, you see the very dapper person to my left. And what you, what you do, guys, is you butter people up for the fall. Now, This will probably be the only, uh, and by the way, Chris, (laughs) I had a bunch of Gamecock fans wanting to tell me how wrong I was and how Beamer's got a great thing going. And then I got my old man telling me today that, Mark, I just sent you a list of all the Gamecocks who are leaving in the portal. He's like, my God, what is happening there? Like, like, Like you got receivers who have no business declaring for the NFL draft. Diesel, something called a Marion Brown from South Carolina declared for the NFL draft today. The guy's caught one pass in his career. Exactly. Declared for the NFL draft. So it's either like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm getting the heck up out of here if you are a receiver in South Carolina. And we talked about it last week on your show, Chris. We talked about, man, like I'm I'm hearing – I'm hearing rumblings that this drip could become a flood. Like, what is your sense for, you know, how Dabo Sweeney traditionally does a very, very good job of making Clemson a special place that people don't want to leave? And then just like, just mass exodus 
going on in South Carolina right now. Like, how is Beamer supposed to field a winning team when he can't keep his team together? Well, first things first, boys, appreciate you having me on. It's great to be in studio, as I was telling you off air, see where the magic is made and where some of the outrage is created, like you mentioned. <laughs> but I, I'm going to vouch for Amarian Brown really quickly. He's actually out of eligibility as well, which, oh, brings okay. up a, which brings up, though, a grander point. The late, great Brad Lawing, who used to coach D-line at South Carolina, Florida, Florida State, all across the SEC, what have you, he brought up a point to me. He said, Chris, you know what drives me crazy is guys who go on social media and post a graphic and they declare and they have no eligibility left. It's because everybody wants to have an announcement. Everybody wants to have a moment, what have you, which, whatever, it is what it is. But Amarian Brown vouching for him. So he cannot come back. He's done. So he's declaring for the NFL draft. Well, he there's, was done anyway. There's no, Yeah, there's nowhere else to go. So that was Brad Lawing's biggest gripe. Rest in peace. It was a very funny moment when he told me that. But, no, to your point, I mean, I, I think what you're seeing is the fallout. of I mean, the, the only one that's really, really big, Mark, that I would say – irks me or should irk Gamecock fans is obviously Juice Wells. That's the big one, right? Especially after 10 days before the news broke, he told you, hey, I'm coming back. Granted, he never said South Carolina specifically, but that entire situation, of course, Juice Wells himself makes it official last night. But, you know, I, I think what we're seeing is just the normal roster turnover. When you go 5-7, and seven, to your point, I think what you heard was probably accurate to where – I think South Carolina is looking across the roster and saying, hey, we've got to upgrade. We've got to change some things up. You know, you're seeing a lot of guys that played six games in three years, eight games in three years, didn't see a lot of action. Um, to your point, there's been some questionable wide receiver movement. I can tell you from some of the people I've talked to in the building that a lot of those have been – maybe they were pushed out a little bit, which is the reality of the transfer portal era. So outside of Juice Wells – Yeah, but how know, does that happen? Why don't we ever hear about that? Why doesn't Shane Beamer ever come out and say, yeah, we had a hard talk? Like, you know, look, Dabo makes a change at offensive line coach. Mm -hmm. We hear that Dabo said, I had a very different, difficult conversation. We're going to make a change there. Uh, Clemson now hires Matt Luke to be their new offensive line coach. Why don't we hear that from coaches about God? You know, if that is happening. No, I told him, you know, we're good. You know, some of the attitude things we saw are not going to be a fit. Like, I'm just giving you an example. Mm -hmm. You know, so it seems like when you see the transfer portal announcement that it is always mm -hmm. the kid's decision. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me that's not the case. I've seen other people say that's not the case. The kid announced he's, he's leaving. How come the head coaches never announce, no, 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 the door's closed. He's been fired. Well, I mean, I think there's a number of reasons for it. I think for some coaches, it's just not their style. Maybe it makes them uncomfortable. I think for others, it's, it's saving face and wanting to preserve relationships for future prospects or the players on their team. I mean, to your point, like we want transparency. We want to know what's going on. But this is happening all across college football, man. I mean, I think you, you've I've seen people from 24-7 sports from On3 talking about, hey, a lot of people that we're talking to that are in the transfer portal because I think there's over 1,000 players in the portal right now, which is just crazy to think about. A good number of those kids are not leaving based off of their own willingness to do so. Maybe they've been told, hey, this is where you are in the depth chart. This is where you are in our roster. We think you should look somewhere else. It's going to be in your best interest, right? Those conversations, those real conversations are really had. So to your point, Mark, I mean, I, I know we all wish because it's it's so like pre-canned. All the announcements are the same. I want to thank this person. With this that person. being said. With that being said season. I said that like a week ago. With that being said, season is near. So, you know, we want more transparency, but I think it's just one of those things where it's a little bit taboo right now. It's it's not really – it would be frowned upon to come out and say, hey, y'all, don't freak out. That guy, we told him to leave. But there's some of them you can read in between the lines for sure. And, again, man, I, I've had conversations with folks 
directly in the building on the coaching staff that I've asked about, hey, this player, what happened with this guy? And they've said, no, 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 we urged him to go. We encouraged him to leave. So that's happening, I think, more often than you realize. Well, the truth is, though, not all portal losses are equal. Every now and again, you get a guy that leaves. You're like, oh, good. Well, you weren't really going to play anyway. Do you see anybody that has already announced off of the South Carolina roster who you're not sad to see him go? Yeah, I would say the majority is that way. I mean, again, I mean, Juice Wells is the big one where you're like, man, you would have loved to have had him back next year. And it's nothing against the other guys. I mean, guys, I transferred when I was in college after my junior year. Granted, there was a head coaching change, and after my freshman year, head coach got fired, pitching coach got fired, basically the entire staff got fired. And so I waited it out two more years, decided, you know what, I wasn't happy and left. So, I mean, there's some guys that certainly you look at, again, they've played three games in three years or eight games in three years or whatever, and they're not getting playing time. And I mean, I don't blame the guys for hitting the transfer portal. I understand commitment, non-commitment, and as Marcus said, you know, loyalty is sort of a lost thing in, in college football, college sports these days. But at the same time, you know, not everybody wants to sit on the bench and just go through practice and go through the motions and not have an opportunity. I mean, a school like a Furman could benefit, a Division II school, whatever it might be. Those Chris, guys. It's out of control. Else. It's out of control. I know. I agree with you. Like, I agree with you. I agree one with you. transfer. Oh, or if we're going to cap NIL earnings at a million dollars, you transfer. Now the cap is 750K. You transfer a second time. Now it's 500K that you can make. You have to, like the NBA does this, Chris, like free agents can make the most at their current team. It's called Larry Bird rights. The team that has the free agent can sign him for more money than anybody else. Well, college football's version of that can be, okay, your cap is lessened in terms of what you can make in NIL should you choose to leave. And now you've got serial transfers that are not all that dissimilar from serial daters Mm -hmm. who always believe there's something better, someone better out there for them. Dylan Gabriel entering (laughs) entering the transfer portal today? What is he, 30 years old? You know, like, how is this this even possible? How is it good for the sport? Mm -hmm. Um, Diesel, remind me, where are we with our breaks for the hour? Are we good until the end of the hour? Right now, have we already taken our break? No, we've got to take one more before the end of the hour. Okay, so let's do that right now. Okay, let's do that right now. We'll get to the college football playoff talk. Guys, uh, during this time that we have uh, Chris Phillips in studio, we'll have a roundtable college football playoff discussion with you. I am disgusted by what took place. We'll see if Chris agrees. Next here on Offsides, we are the Fan Upstate. An offsider says on the carpro.com text line as an Ohio State fan, good riddance, McCord, you heaping pile of trash. Is he saying this about Kyle McCord, or is this a Gamecock fan talking about Juice Wells? Good luck getting onto another Power 5 team, being known as the QB who was mediocre with one of the best, if not the best, offenses Ohio State has ever had, and that's saying something. We don't want you in Columbus anyway. It's, it's very much, you know... Like, you are either the dumper or the dumpy, right? You're one of those two. And fans fans who have players leave them very much act like they are the dumped. But, guys, that is not uh, what we want to discuss here with you right now. Okay? We want to open this up to you guys. We've got the most interactive sports talk show you've ever heard. And, Chris, I hear that you are on the other side of the fence as me on this college football play. I think... To me, I was totally on the fence of the expanded playoff until I saw this, the greatest act of corruption I've ever seen, where it's patently obvious to me 
that they chose television ratings and, quote, the games people want to see over what they had to do, in my opinion, and that is honoring uh, an undefeated Power 5 conference champion that scheduled LSU, that scheduled Florida, that beat them both, that there was a a no-doubt college football playoff team until they suffer an injury, and then they've got it baked in that they've got license to pull that team if it creates a bad TV product because they're worried about TCU game happening again, apparently. Chris, you know, you can give me best teams all you want, and I'm going to tell you that's a subjective metric. Objectively, the evidence is Florida State won all of its games, okay? Um, we've, we saw favored teams over the weekend. Well, Washington doesn't deserve to be in. They're an underdog to Oregon until they weren't. Alabama doesn't deserve to be in. They're an underdog until they weren't. You have no right to tell Florida State they're not deserving. They did everything that was asked of them. And then what you're telling me is that you are going to take opinion, what you think, over what you know. And that, to me, is where the committee really fell short, man. And, Mark, you make a lot of great points. And the question, did Florida State get screwed? Do their fans have a right to be upset and infuriated? Absolutely 110% yes, Florida State got screwed. Did the committee, and I heard you talk about this earlier, there really is no right, wrong, you were going to be wrong or on some different, you know, one way or the other, somebody was going to be upset. In my opinion, though, did the committee get it right? Yes, they did. Well, because you know, the, the there's only, no right. There's right. no right, though. There's no like there's no you know, it's I don't I don't get how you can say they're right when like Florida State, like if you ask yourself, what do you have to do? What do you have to do, Chris? You've got to have Michigan, Washington and Florida State in They're undefeated power five conference champions. The debate is between Alabama and Texas. How how Florida State even enters the chopping block is beyond me. And now all these poor committee members who I guarantee you. A significant number of them had Florida State in. They all got to be part of the committee that, in a corrupt fashion, left them out because you think they're not as good? Because you think they're not as good, Chris. You know what the line would have been? Jordan Travis playing against Louisville, nine and a half points. With Jordan Travis playing. They beat Louisville by ten. They covered the spread with the third string. And then they would have had their four, four-star second-string guy in the college football playoff. So it's, it's, I just feel like people are making a judgment of Florida State um, that is not accurate to who they would have been in the college football playoff. You saw enough against Florida? You know, a lot of people picked Florida to beat Florida State. I mean, so why is there an assumption that because they had a true freshman 18-year-old that was still able to beat Louisville, that they wouldn't have been significantly better than that in the college football playoff? And more important than that, they earned it. Did they not earn it? They did. I also want to give you credit, Mark, for being so objective about Florida State. I know it takes a lot for you. So I, I give you a lot of props and a lot of credit uh, for doing so. But isn't this a great segue into next year, the expanded college ball playoff? I'd love to see Florida State get to prove it on the field. I would love to see them have the opportunity to do so. And the argument is fair. I will say this, and I'm surprised more people aren't talking about this, though. The beauty of the committee is they are not computers. They are human beings. I test does matter. So when you look at it, and there's nothing in the rules, I heard you guys talking about this, there's nothing in the rules that says just because you go undefeated, you're a Power 5 conference champion, you have to be in. It's not a requirement. So human beings are able to use logic and critical thinking to look at those teams and say, 
okay, it's a shame and it sucks, and it may not even be right, Florida State is not what they were. They're not. They're not what they were. They said the same thing about Washington against Oregon. You know who ruined this? TCU ruined this. By right, losing sixty-five yeah, but, to seven last but, but year. To your State, point, yeah, but that same TCU also beat Michigan. They did. Nobody gave them a chance to beat Michigan the week before. So TCU, as good as they were, just proved that they are, were a wildly inconsistent team. And if they're playing the way that they can play, they can beat anybody. But they don't always play that way. Uh, we have a question here from Brandon who wanted to know from you. Sorry to get us back to uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks. Asked if you felt like the Gamecocks. Like a system of a down song had some toxicity in the locker room this year. I don't think so. There's no reason really for me to assume that. I mean, I, I think, you know, you first look at the quarterback position. Spencer Rattler was made out to be this guy when they picked him up, that he wasn't a great teammate. He was a me guy, but he talked about the Netflix documentary. I mean, I, I commend Spencer Rattler for what he was two seasons in Columbia, being a great leader. When there was anyone who if there was anyone who had a reason to be upset and disgruntled, it was gonna be him. So you know, you look at that, I think that's a great indicator of where your culture is. You know, if there's toxicity or what have you, are you seeing bad body language? Are you seeing things come out in the media? I don't think so, no. I, I would not venture that far. I mean, I think, you know, he's probably asking that question because of the the transfers we're seeing and the Juice Wells stuff. But no, I I don't pick up on that necessarily, no. Uh so the 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 knock that no one wants to see. Florida State. No one wants to see what happened at TCU last year. Florida State's defense would not give up 65 points mm-hmm. to an offense led by Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey Swift. They would not, Chris. Okay? <laughs> they would not. Um, that is an elite defense, a defense that would keep them in every single game. And I just – I can't – you know, there's, there's nothing explicitly that states an undefeated conference champion gets you in, right? Because group of five undefeateds don't get in. But when you are undefeated in a Power 5 conference and then you schedule as they did Mm. out of conference and you win all of your games, you know, it is very clear to me that television ratings and entertainment value and keeping the networks happy, we learned who the true bosses of college football are. And they're they're the networks. They're calling the shots here. They're pulling the plugs. And to see these guys who we've watched for years that would stick up for the teams that deserve it, suddenly become shills for the system. I'm sorry, guys. You know, Florida State would lose today. That is your opinion. Mm -hmm. We have the fact that they've won. The fact that they've won and they continue to win. Chris, you know, like, I don't don't get how how many teams with their third-string QB could beat a top-15 team by double digits – with an 18-year-old freshman, and then people say, oh, it wasn't impressive. Bro, if that's not impressive, I don't know what that word means because I'd love to see the number of teams that could do to a very good Louisville what Florida State just did. It was like they never had a shot. That team averaged 33 points a game. They scored six. Like, I, I just, I don't get it. And I don't understand it. By the way, we've got the top five at five. We've got Chris Phillips in studio. We are debating this all with you guys. We're seeing the texts flood in. Please keep it coming. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.